This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum. We thank them for supporting this show, and we thank you for supporting them. You're listening to Country Squire Radio. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD! Hey, Bo. Good evening, man. Man, good evening to you, too, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Yeah. Yeah, doing good. Things are, um... <laughs> <laughs> things are crazy. Things are just As crazy. As always. That's yeah. the great thing about the shop. You always know they're crazy. Yeah, they, they always are. I'm a broken record, man. People, <laughs> You can just fast forward through the first uh, 30 seconds of every uh, Country Square Radio Okay, episode, can I? But. All right, I'm sorry. To der- <laughs> I'm going to derail us. We haven't even hit yeah, the 30-second mark. I'm going to derail us for just a quick second. Like You mentioned a broken record. I mentioned this back on our like 300th episode, I believe, yeah. of Country Square Radio. It is still on my goals to create <laughs> a record, like a vinyl-exclusive podcast episode. I would love for that to be Country Squire Radio. Oh, wow. I, recent, I recently had a conversation where it was... Vinyl exclusive. Wouldn't that be amazing? Yeah, we've talked about that before. That would like that works yeah. for this show. It does. Come it on, does. man. We could do like, you know, maybe maybe five episodes on each side and like No, like, man. Vinyl, you'd be like half an episode on one side. You can't get that much content. Oh yeah, no, that's yeah, true like, because it's uh yeah, we're not talking about songs, we're talking about that. Right. Exactly. So half, okay, I got it. Yeah. Got so it. like one side yeah. I'm thinking would be the episode and the other side, it's our Christmas album. We do a Christmas version <laughs> on one side where we talk about Christmas cheer and then all these different like pipe characters. Oh we could even have different like like Santa Claus could come <laughs> in. We could do it like a variety show. It's like like in a uh, um, Frosty the Snowman, all these pipe smoking iconic characters right. from Christmas. And then on the other side, we do pipe parody versions of Christmas songs like that one year that we did. And it was terrible. It was bad. It was so bad. We could do that and it, it, <laughs> on vinyl exclusive. And it'd be great. We need to revisit the 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 Christmas song deal, but have like you know pipe celebrities in there. That'd be that'd be great. Like, we had pipes. We had Tim the intern. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you kidding me? That that guy that guy's long gone, man. Yeah. I love Timothy. Uh, bless his heart. Like man, it, but gosh, that's been years ago. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, we have the usual suspects. You know, like uh, 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 Brian Levine. You know, we could have okay. Uh, okay. We could, we could invite in, invite in uh, you know maybe uh, maybe Mike from uh, Pipe and Tamper. Okay, and, yeah. Uh, you know, but then we I don't know, we get some pipe carvers on board. You think Let's, Phil would sing for us? I think Phil would sing. Yeah. We get you know folks like Grant Batson or Joe Hinkle or you know some, this could some, be a thing. Some great uh, pipe carvers out there. So yeah, I don't know. I, you know we'll we'll, uh, right, we'll we might have to revisit that. We'll Look at you. That. Yeah. All right. Okay. You were so anti this at the fir- at the beginning, and I, I love how this you you've changed. <laughs> <laughs> Necessity is right. right. Yep. <laughs> Broken records aside, man, uh, yep. I'm glad things are going well at the shop. Of course, uh, yeah. you know it's a uh, uh, always always a great time to uh, to re- to reconnect with you with everything that's that's going on. But man, we've got a great great episode to dive into. Yeah, this will be fun this week. But before we do that, I want to give a shout out to all of our amazing patrons. Uh, who are supporting this show at patreon.com slash Radio. Now, of course, we mention this all the time on the show, but uh, we, we are made possible uh, by our amazing sponsors, of course, but also by you, dear listeners, who actually help out make the show happen on a weekly basis. You know, I, I it, people still don't believe me when I tell them about Country Squire Radio. Like, people outside the pipe world... And I'm like, yeah, you do a pipe tobacco podcast? They don't get it. I was like, not only do I do a pipe tobacco podcast, we do this thing every single week for like seven years without fail. (laughs) Without fail. Never missed a week. And the only reason we could do that is because of our amazing patrons. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. So we we really, really love and appreciate you. Uh, We've got the Country Squire Radio International Pipe Club. You can learn more about that at patreon.com slash countrysquireradio. You know, and I'll just make mention of this as well before we uh, jump in, man. 
you know, in, in the midst of, of the year of 2020 and the way that, that things hit us, we were trying to brace for impact, thinking that everybody was going to bail on us. And that has not been the case. And, and we have just been amazed at the support that people uh, have, have been willing to, to yeah. keep us on the air. <laughs> yeah, so. well, it, it, it is interesting. You know, we, we really did. We thought, um, you know, this might be the year that, uh, you know, folks were, were you know, we thought this was it. 2020 the, was going to take point. us out. And, you know, I know, right? <laughs> I mean, so many people did, and and a lot of small businesses yeah, and true. and other you know organizations, uh, you know, it really, really did. But um, man, this year y'all have y'all have been so gracious to us, so faithful, and um, and, and we've we've been able to keep this thing working, and it's uh, man, it's been a joy. Yeah, it, it really has. Been Lights are on. So we we're so so grateful for y'all. So um, yeah, thank thanks for everybody who. Uh, signed up either as a club member or uh, as a as a regular patron, and uh, we're we're so thankful. That's right. So to learn more about how you two can support the show and get access to like our uh, online Pike Club and all that kind of great stuff there. patreoncom slash radio. All right, man. This is this is going to be a fun episode, I, yeah. I, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Because we're we're talking about so this was actually teed up a while back uh, by yeah. a listener who had asked about uh, amber stems. And you had said something. This was part of our listener feedback, where you you had called the amber stems the unicorn of the pipe tobacco world, or of the pipe world. The I, pi- I think, pipe I making, yeah, yeah. Which which is a very like that's almost kind of a bold statement. And like, look, I've got two daughters. You've got a little one as well. Unicorns are a big deal in our life. <laughs> <laughs> but even beyond that, well, I never, I never thought. A, a sentence like that would be uttered, and it would also be true. Yeah, I know but, exactly, right? Yeah, you're you're right. <laughs> you're no, right. You have no much unicorn paraphernalia. <laughs> 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 I never do. I never it's do. Pitiful. Burn it all, bury it in the backyard. No, but man, unicorns. <laughs> but 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 unicorns are uh are, are you know they're they're a mythological creature. Okay. They are a creature of uh, great majesty. Yeah, it's uh, true. Often bringing uh, luck, and also much like the luck. pot of gold at the end mm. of the rainbow, sought after. By our Irish listeners, uh, you know there, there's a great, there's a great song, the Unicorn Song, it's called, uh, by by uh, various Irish uh, Irish singers out there, and I don't know if I've ever shared this with you. <laughs> with, I know, I know, off the rails, right? This is this is <laughs> we're we're losing all our Irish listeners again, <laughs> <laughs> all the way off the rails. But here's the thing, because anytime anybody calls something the Unicorn or something, my mind goes back to my college days where I was very briefly, I think I've told you this before, I was in a parody band. Did I tell you this? I don't remember it. Blokes for the Liberation of Scotland. Wow. We were an Ir- a Scotch-Irish I don't remember folk this. band. Uh, a parody comedy folk band. Okay. And uh, and it was great. It was it was a very, very uh, um, ahead of its time in the sense that we still haven't reached the time where that would be relevant. <laughs> but I, I like to think that's where we were. This and, is so Bo York. Yeah, we had offensive accents. Uh, we, they weren't intentionally offensive. They were just, you know, offensive. We, we tried. Right. And, uh, and you know, <laughs> I had this whole bit about, you know, I was a Scotch Irishman. How do you get a Scotch Irishman? You take an Irishman, you put a little Scotch in them. That was, that was, ah, waka waka. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but one of the songs we always sang was the Unicorn song, which okay. is the, this, the tragedy of the unicorn that, uh, unfortunately, the unicorn didn't make it to Noah's Ark. And uh, ah. yeah, it was a little bit too late. And Noah's like, "Look, we don't we don't have any, um, you know, Lord, I'm so forlorn. We have no space for no new unicorns." And it was it was gone. Man, you, you think he would have kicked off like 
the mosquitoes. Yeah, that would be nice. Maybe some, you know, I I, I don't know, some nice. turkey vultures and yeah. stuff, and no, maybe made room it. for the unicorn. No, but, yeah. but fortunately, the amber stem did make it on Noah's Ark, <laughs> and that is why we're able to talk about it this week. How about that? <laughs> Man, that's right. Actually, I think part of the reason we can celebrate the amber stem is because it didn't make it on Noah's Ark, oh. and it was submerged under all need all that uh, all that water oh, and uh, we're and, about to and be geologists. A- ancient ancient stuff for uh, <laughs> millennia and millennia. And it's uh yeah it's a, it's an amazing material. It's something that uh, of course makes a, a beautiful pipe stem. Um, and it is it is amber amber. It's gorgeous. It's painfully delicate. It's uh, incredibly unique. And it's uh, it's very rare. What is amber? Uh, amber uh, it's a fossilized tree resin. Right, you think, uh, you know, we all have that image of uh, kind of sap coming off of the tree. It's a highly viscous material that uh, can be used in things like varnishes and adhesives, uh, even things like perfume. But you know, Bo, mostly amber is just pretty. It, it's just, it's just pretty. It's gorgeous. To, it's just pretty to yeah. look at. It's one of those things that you're, uh, you know, drawn to because of the uh, elegance of it. You're drawn to because uh, of how ancient it it might be and. Um, you know, maybe things that it includes, these inclusions that, you know, we all think of the uh, amber that has the, you know, mosquito in it from, you know, 30 million years ago that contains. Exactly. We're going to Jurassic Park, baby. Like, man, let's go. Dino DNA. That's it. You know, and so we have that stuff in mind. And, you know, and that's, you know, obviously we have these romantic uh, images of that, but there, there are, you know, this is an ancient material. It's something, um, we also have this in the pipe world with things like Morta, uh, things like mm-hmm. mammoth bone that are used <laughs> occasionally in, um, you know, pipe, uh, you know, embellishments. And have we talked nature. about mammoth bone as a use case in pipes? <laughs> I don't think so. It, it's so, we have failed un- this podcast. Uncommon. Wow. But okay. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but, yes. that, but yeah, that, 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 I mean, like that means that there needs to be an episode. About ah, it, well, there, there you go. But, yeah. Um, yeah, it, it, but it's mostly just a it, it's it's a pretty material. It's something um, you know that has been around for uh, in, in human history a long time and has been revered. The ancient Greeks, when um, Pythanium, uh, the s- son of Helios, okay, uh, listen, this man is struggling right now. Pythanium, <laughs> when Pythanium, the son of Helios, Helios, died, the god of the sun, right? Okay. When his son Pythanium died, okay, um, yeah. His sisters became poplar trees, and their tears were amber. Interesting. Their tears okay. from the trees were amber. Wow. And so that was kind of you know a, a reverence that they even developed. We're talking three thousand years ago, kind yeah. of thing. Um, you know, it's also tied in the Greek to words, uh, the the words "beaming sun." It, it's tied to that initial, uh, you know, Greek uh, for the word amber. Also evolved into the world the word electricity from uh, the the word electricity uh, in the Greek kind of evolved from that uh, that root. And so, fascinating. Yeah, you think about bright huh. and lightning and uh, captivating, right? It's a you know this electric. Uh, you know, material. I guess you think of like amber as it kind of, you know, trickles down and kind of creates a lightning pattern. I, that's the only connection I can think of why that would even be the case. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it is a it is a bright material. It's something that, true. Uh, you know, takes light and the way it's refracted, it's uh, mesmerizing. And so, yeah, today we know this as a gemstone. It's a, uh, you know, something that, uh, it, although it's not uh, necessarily a stone, it is this material that uh, you know, is has been aged for a very long time, and so it has this uh, kind of gem-like quality to it. The resin, it's fragile even from the beginning, 
right? Uh, you know, for it to turn into amber over, you know, millennia, very specific conditions have to be met just right. And so, you know, you, you think about, we think about Morta, right? We've done episodes on Morta before. You know, Morta, this is a material, Morta, if you're not familiar, if you haven't listened to the show a very long time, if you haven't been in the pipe world for that long, Morta is a material that a lot of uh, more premium pipes are made out of. It's a semi-petrified bog oak. Uh, that comes from Eastern Europe. This is where, you know, oak wood has been submerged and uh, basically protected from any kind of external breaking down uh, over millennia. And it's basically become a, a semi-petrified stone. These pipes are made out of it. It smokes very clean. It's incredibly durable. It's beautiful. It has its own uh, interesting characteristics. And so, you know, the amber is is kind of like that. It's, it you know, if amber is just left to itself, it degrades very easily. It's broken down through millennia, things like sunlight and uh, microorganisms, high temperatures, um, you know, they can kind of break this down. But if it's encapsulated, if it's something that is protected from the elements, then it can become the amber that we see and, and think of in things like jewelry and any kind of adornments, uh, you know, and, and, and certainly the same type of material will be found in, in the form of a pipe stem. It's, it's wild to think about. I mean, like, I love the comparison to Morta, right? Because of just how the conditions have to be perfect. It makes, yeah. like... It's not something you can mass produce, right? Like it's not something that you it's can just, just like not. crank out. Like it, it's there is a there is a quantity amount at any given time on the planet. You ha- it's like gold. You have to mine it. Right. Exactly. You mine it. Mm-hmm. Like there is a finite amount that's out there. Y- y- you know, y- you have to go. You have to go find it. That that's that's already been produced, okay. and it's something that, um, you know, it's uh, it just you know, it 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 you either find it or you don't. Right. Yeah. No unicorn status solidified. Yeah. <laughs> now let's kill it and eat it. What? <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> uh, way to go southern on it, real quick. I know, right? <laughs> and deep fried. Let's let's beer batter it. Yeah, um, man. Amber is found worldwide, primarily in locations in Eastern Europe. This is where the the large uh, deposits of this have been historically found. And of course, Eastern Europe. You know, we think about places like the same places where things like Morta are found, but also. Mm. You know, uh, we think about places like Germany, Prussia, Poland, uh, you know, Austria, uh, you know, uh, the Ukraine. uh, You know, these are pipe smoking places that have a lot of history with that. And so it made a lot of sense that your more premium pipes would have the uh, embellishment of this very sophisticated uh, material. Now, so this is probably a dumb question, but I'll give you a dumb answer. Well, I'll take it. Even thinking historically about like how amber is uncovered, it's not like. In my mind, anyway, you're not going to like uncover this vast quantity at any given time, yeah, right? Sure. Like you're going to get like little chunks here and there. That, that that's right. But the thing is, though, a lot of these, you know, if you think about a lot of trees that have been uh, maybe moved by a flood okay. uh, event yeah. or a uh, landslide or something like that, that that is the largest kind of deposit we'll oh, find okay, of this type of thing. But yeah, I mean, overall, you're not you're still not talking about like it's not like you know a vein of ore. You know, where you're, you know, mining something, you know, and you, you find this vein of, you know, coal or something. And, and that, you know, all of a sudden is, um, you know, uh, something that's going to last for a long time. So, yeah, it, it, it is a different, more mm. rare uh, material. Amber, uh, again, this Eastern Europe uh, tends to be a place where uh, you do find it uh, at least more consistently than other areas. Uh, it has a high degree of volatility. Uh, it's it's gorgeous, uh, highly prized, and again, fragile. Why did we use this for pipe stems to begin with? Right. 
Because like, it's not readily available. It's it's not, and it's incredibly fragile. And and dates back to when was the earliest that people were using it for pipe stems? Circa uh, probably eighteen thirty. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, you think you know that's it's an era of innovation in the pipe world ish. Maybe. Well, the briar the briar pipe was kind of canonized, or uh, you know, become it became the gold standard. You know, in in this time period. Hmm. And so you know, the amber amber pipe, I guess, along with the same uh, time period folks were looking for something uh, unique to use with their more high-end pipes and so uh, it was it was available then for more um, you know lucrative buyers frankly the reason we use it uh, on pipe stems occasionally it's pretty it's shiny it's hard to uh, hard to get a hold of and so it draws a lot of attention you know if you're uh, making a statement uh, making pipe and and you know really want something to finish it off uh, with incredibly handsomely, it might be that uh, that mm. amber stem, mm-hmm. but um, you know, but th- th- this this really ended, uh, you know, even in the in the late nineteenth century. We're talking about the you know the late eighteen hundreds here. Amber stems were not common after this point. Uh, high grade pipes used it to set off something more elegant and sophisticated up into you know let's say the 1870s 80s but but after that it became kind of an anachronism it was something that um, you know was not you know very you know highly uh, readily available not common uh, to see around on on even high-end pipes and um, it, it, be- it became associated more with things that were, uh, rare in themselves, uh, things like meerschaum pipes. A lot of mm-hmm. meerschaum pipes you saw with these amber stems that you know had accents uh, to just accentuate the exquisite you know nature of the meerschaum. Uh, you would add on just for almost like uh, you know sugar on top of the icing kind of thing. You uh, add on you know amber on top of the meerschaum, and so um, you know the meerschaum was already highly prized. It was beautiful and exquisite. Uh, you know it was something hard to get a hold of. We're talking in the mid 19th century. Let's let's make it just absurd and put amber on top of that. Huh, so yeah. um, you know that that's something that happened um, you know back then. But even by the early 1900s, uh, you know amber had kind of fallen away as a material that was regularly used for pipe making. Just kind of fascinating, uh, the meerschaums that uh, you saw, they were, um, you know, they would have this amber as a very uh, powerful statement, uh, you know, accessory. Uh, One of the most uh, famous uh, pipes that has this kind of adornment, uh, actually, it's kind of interesting, is uh, available to see in Virginia today. At, uh, I forget the museum's name, but they have the pipe of Jefferson Davis is actually on display. Really? It's a claw meerschaum, and it has a beautiful amber stem, something that you could actually go uh, go look at today. And so you, you saw it in these type of over-the-top pipes, uh, you know, that were trying to really, uh, you know, set themselves apart. But again, by the early 1900s, this was a thing that uh, was kind of of the past, and um, and, and just and just faded away. The solid amber, you know, it, it was hard enough to get, so folks were using it as a, a rarity. You know, it became where folks like the color, and so just as we have meerschaum, we have solid block meerschaum, but we also have pressed meerschaum, right? You have you have yeah, solid yeah. block meerschaum, but then you have meerschaum that's made from like the leftovers of the meerschaum. It's like, well, let's t- what are we going to do with all this meerschaum dust? Right? Well, it's like it's like it's like steak. You got the center cut, and then you got the uh, you know the top and like off off the stew. Well, but the then also like ground beef, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. It's like, what are we going to do with all these scraps, you know? And so, um, you know, Meerschaum was that way. But Amber became...
became that way as well. Amber, you had um, pressed amber where they would take the leftovers from these other, uh, you know, amber pieces uh, that were used for jewelry or, or whatever it might be, and they would uh, take them. And um, it, there's all kinds of processes that you can research, uh, you know, ad infinitum uh, to, uh, you know, learn about how to take, you know, various pieces of amber, amber, combine them, and then make some new material or, you know, some new structure out of them. That's what happened with pipe stem making. What's interesting, a lot of your early and even current day Meerschaum pipes will feature a yellow lucite stem. Yeah. Now, huh. that's that's fascinating, right? And it, the yellow lucite stem, the yellow or yellow acrylic stem, right. harkens back to amber. So I was going to ask about this. Yeah. Because, like, it, in my head, I think of amber, and I find that more often than not, I'm picturing an acrylic stem pipe as opposed to, like, an actual amber stem yeah, pipe. That's yeah, that's right. That's right. The, the, the genesis of that, the origin of that, they were mimicking the original mm-hmm. amber stems. And so when you when you saw these that's why you see so many meerschaums today that have these yellow right. stems. They're 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 lucite or acrylic, but they're mimicking these um, these amber stems that were these gaudy um, you know uh, lost era stems of the past that um, that are just hard to find nowadays and hard to hard to make and frankly uh, frankly almost impossible to make. Do you <laughs> I mean, you know, you're you're a collector connoisseur. Do you uh <laughs> do you have any in your your personal collection? Do you have an, uh, I actually don't. I, I I don't have an amber stem pipe in my collection. Uh, Peterson a few years ago came out with a uh, a run of pipes. They were the uh, the amber I, f- I forget what they called them. They were amber stemmed pipes. They had it was a pipe you could either buy a sandblasted one or a, a smooth finished one, and it was a, a pipe that had an amber stem and then it also had a an acrylic stem, and so you could swap them in and out. And that was actually really smart of them to do because the amber was so fragile that you know if you wanted you know something a little more durable, well you just pop in the um, the acrylic stem, but if you wanted to, you know, showboat your amber stem, right, then you right. pop that in, right? So <laughs> right. it made, it actually made a lot of sense how they did it. But yeah, you know, I almost pulled the trigger on one of those uh, a few years ago when we had those in. But um, but yeah, I, I I don't currently have an amber stem pipe. Okay, uh, interesting. Have you ever had? Do you have any currently at the shop, or have you had some come through? The only ones that we have currently are estate Meerschaum pipes, right? And, yeah, Meerschaum like, pipes that thing. are really old. It seems yeah. to me, at least for most shops. In America, anyway. I mean, you know, without speaking outside of the country, it would seem like the majority of amber stem pipes you would see come through would be specifically from a state yep. pipe situation. Well, and the, the reason for that is it's hard to find nowadays. You're not finding, you know. And we should actually clarify what a state pipe is for a newer listener. Yeah, I mean, these are used pipes that, uh, you know, come, the name estate pipe comes from the estate. Uh, sale market, but you know we just use that now as a term for any used pipe. That's right. Um, you know, it, it, it the older pipes. You know, you, you did see this occasionally with older pipes, particularly Meerschaum pipes had the amber stems, uh, but it's hard to find now. Uh, you know, folks, uh, we had a uh, a while back a, um, a listener asked a question. You know, where am I gonna? I, I'm getting into pipe making or something of that nature, and he said, you know, where am I gonna find an amber stem or material to make an amber stem? And well, good luck, you know. <laughs> you, you, you may have to find an old piece of amber jewelry and uh, boil it down and, and wow. reshape it. You yeah. know, I mean, that's, wow. that's what we're talking about yeah. here. You're not going to find a rod of amber somewhere or a, a slab of amber somewhere that's going to, um, you know, to assist in that, um, you know, that, that capacity. So, 
So let me ask you this, though, because yeah. I mean, like, I the other thing is, and I realize that when you're talking about a petrified material, you're essentially talking about like a rock. Like, this is a solid material. Well, it, yeah. Well, but, I mean, I mean, you know, not I'm, I'm not a geologist. I'm not saying that it's an actual. Yeah, a- a- amber's different. It is a resin. It's something that it, it's it's hard, but it's not a it's not a stone. Right. So yeah. I guess that's my point. Like, I think about like when I think of amber mentally, if I was to smoke an amber pipe, I would be very concerned about like biting in and indenting it fairly yes. easy. Yes. And that <laughs> that's why so many of those Peterson special edition pipes that they came out with uh, wound up wound up destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just to be honest with you, right. just to be honest with right. you like I mean we you know the folks at Peterson the the, the folks at Peterson a- actually handled this pretty well. We had to send back a lot of those pipes because the amber actually got destroyed in shipping to our shop. In shipping, even even in shipping, oh because, wow! Because the amber is so it's such a fragile material. <laughs> wow. It's a nice and and think about that, Bo. It's not just you know once the pipe is produced. I mean, think about working with a material yeah. like amber. Um, you know, it it's <laughs> it's it, it's this fine china that you're working with that. Um, you know, you, you know, out of let's say you're making fine china, well, out of every you know twenty plates, you might have one that you know survives, kind of deal, and and so you have the same concept with amber. So without any, obviously, no disrespect to our, our good friends at Peterson or anything of that nature. But yeah, is no, it, not at all. To some extent, they did a great it, job with that that setup. Well, it sounds like they handled it very well. They but, did, they did. But I'm curious, like, is is even like the crafting of amber to create a pipe stem? Could you argue that that's something of a lost art? Yeah, and and, and kind of should be. Yeah, you know, I've talked with pipe repair folks that you know we've sent amber stems off to to hey, this has been destroyed. You know, someone breathed on it too hard, and now it's powder. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, can can you help us with this? And you know, the pipe repairmen and, and look, I mean, I'll be honest, like, you know, they they have you know. Uh, the pipe repair folks, they, they do all kinds of miracles all the time, but they look at this kind of thing and they're just like, look, amber should not be used as a stem-making material. Right. It, it just shouldn't be. This is a bad idea back then. I mean, I I, 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 liter- <laughs> I literally have had a pipe repairman or, or a, a stem-maker tell right. me amber should not be used as a stem-making material. It's like, it's like taking crystal and using it as a stem-making, like just... You know, you know what I mean. It's it's beautiful. The light hits it a certain way. It's stunning, and you know it's got these inclusions in it that uh, you know are ancient and interesting and uh, rare and all this kind of stuff. But uh, it certainly makes a statement. But you know, but at some point, like you just just don't make a pipe stem out of it. Yeah, I mean, you know? like yeah. <laughs> it's it, you know, it kind of almost reminds me of like gold plated phones or something of that nature. Yeah, something just silly. Yeah, like yeah. gold, the most like malleable me- metal. Like, like you know it's going to get messed up the second that somebody has it. And right. you're going to plate your phone in it, which you're going to like <laughs> step on, drop on the ground. Like, what kind of statement are you going to make for like two seconds? That's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. No, that's, that's true. It's a, that's actually a good comparison. It's one of those things that's almost just, uh, it, it's it's over the top. And, and I think it was designed to be that way. You know, an amber stem for a pipe, it was in some ways kind of designed to be that way. It was, uh, you know, it was a statement making thing. It was, you know, today our, uh, you know, musicians and artists and folks that like to flaunt the amount of money that they have, you know, they're going to, you know, drive the r- most ridiculous car, have the most ridiculous jewelry or uh, outfit, you know, whatever it is. And, um, you know, that this is not the first time that's happened, right? People acted the same way in the 1840s, right? 
we, we we think of you know people in the 1840s as fundamentally different than we are today, but they they weren't. You know, they they wanted to show that they had Everybody's opulent wealth and yeah. all this other stuff. And so, um, you know, well, what are you going to do today? Your um, modern rapper might have some jewelry that you know is encrusted with all these uh, diamonds and stuff, and it is really cool looking. Well, you know, the aristocrat and you know you know 1850 wanted to say the same thing. A- Amber 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 pipes to him. So um, <laughs> anyway, kind of kind of interesting, but um, yeah, t- and th- that is why today we see the legacy of that in these, uh, particularly the Meerschaum pipes that have these uh, acrylic and and lucite yellow stems that uh, that are elegant and kind of harken back to that, but wow. um, but are also um, also decidedly not amber. Man. <laughs> All right, so I mean, like legit, the the unicorn of the the pipe crafting world to some extent. There, yeah. I love I love the comparison to Morta because of the uniqueness of what it takes to actually create. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. to to find this. I mean, there's um, almost kind of an uncovering of gold. You know, the the. The uh, I think it does draw to mind everybody Jurassic Park, right? Like the <laughs> the, the the mosquito it really does trapped in the amber cane and everything. And uh, you know, I, I you know I remember as a kid even thinking when they talked about how difficult it was to find the amber. Yeah, and not only that, it wasn't just like we've just talked about how difficult it is to find amber, right? Right. In that movie, it wasn't just find amber. You had to find amber with the mosquito in it. And it wasn't just find amber with a mosquito in it. It had to be amber from a sp- mosquito that just drank from a dinosaur. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And yet they've, they've right. found enough of these right. to create all these dinosaurs no, to fill up right. the entire Disney World. Right. Uh, Disney World of Dinosaurs. <laughs> Disney World of Dinosaurs. <laughs> and I was like, of all the impossibilities of this film franchise, that has still eluded me. It's <laughs> the biggest like, plot hole. Like, how did he get all this amber? That's hilarious. Yeah. Yep. But the great thing is, of course, with the innovation of pipes that we see is that, you know, we do now have the acrylic stems that come out and you know in my mind you mentioned of course Meerschaum pipes Meerschaum pipes obviously connect to uh, uh, the legacy here of the amber but acrylic stems to me go hand in hand with good quality corn cob pipes like from our good friends at Missouri Meerschaum you know what's funny is we think of those um, you know high quality Meerschaum pipes that have the uh, the amber stem well today uh, the best-selling Missouri Meerschaum pipe on the market has a amber colored stem. There it is, yes sir. And and it is the legend corn cob pipe. It's a that? beautiful pipe. It's something that is uh, just uh, when you think of Missouri Meerschaum and and a corn cob pipe, this is the pipe that comes to mind. The legend, we actually don't talk about it a lot because everybody's already got one. Legend, <laughs> wait for it, dairy. The, yeah, it, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> legend dairy. We need to start a dairy farm. It's it called is. Legend Dairy. Of course. The legend corn cob pipe, uh, they have these beautiful amber stems. It comes in a uh, straight and a bent variety. Variety. It has the option of using a filter, uh, and it's just a very nice uh, mid-sized billiard-shaped pipe um, that's uh, that's very attractive and 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 affordable. Only seven dollars and thirty-nine cents. Come on, can, now. that's it, man. That is it. That is it. And they, uh, they of course, are good smokers and uh, something that you can keep several of on hand to uh, use for yourself or pass out to friends. Um, just a great pipe. So uh, check it out at Missouri Meerschaum. You can get it on the from the source at corncobpipe.com. Uh, search for the legend corncob pipe. Uh, it's got the beautiful amber-colored stem, and uh, we think you'll love it and enjoy it. Hey, if you've got one, be sure to smoke it this week. Take a picture of yourself doing so. We'd love to retweet those out to let the good folks at Missouri Meerschaum know we appreciate them for sponsoring this show. Pipe, pipe question, question of the, of the week. week. Pipe question of the week. All right, this is a little bit different. Pipe question of the week okay. this week. Okay, yep. Because it's, it's from me. Okay. You? Yeah, for me. 
Uh, <laughs> so, so one of the things that we've talked about, I feel like we've had like several different episodes about this topic from a couple of different angles. And you're about you're about to say aging pipe. Tobacco. Aging pipe. Tobacco. I knew <laughs> that's exactly right. I knew you were going to say it because it's it's this has been over the past. I'd say probably year, year and a half. We've had a lot of discussion on this. Well, it's a topic that actually keeps coming up. Like people will ask about it from time to time in the listener feedback, and they ask about it from different ways. So here's here's my question because obviously you are in a transition period as you have been for years. <laughs> as we all have been since since we've all <laughs> since everybody has met me. Like. Exactly. <laughs> oh man. Anyway. Uh, so yes. Yeah, so you're in a transition period. You got a you know, new one on the way. Right. And you know I know. I think I actually uh, shared with you before I left Jackson, uh, my wife and I did kind of a bucket list situation for Jackson, things we wanted to do. Yeah. And one of which is we went and did a tour of the Cathead Vodka Distillery. Yeah. Uh, downtown. Uh, yeah. Pl- place downtown. Uh-huh. And it was very cool because we went through and we saw where they make like the bourbon, the Old Soul, which I like. I know not everybody likes Old Soul. I love Old Soul. I think Soul. it's great. I think it's a great bourbon. I think it's great. Uh, they make a gin now, which I haven't tried, but yep. I kind of want to try. Yep. And a barrel-aged gin. That's right. And so they make they make a lot of great stuff. But anyway, while we were back there during the tour, they showed us the owners of the distillery had put up some, uh, I think it's some barrels of um, a bourbon, specifically when their children were born to give to them as a gift That's cool. when they got married. Yep. So bringing it back to pipe tobacco. Okay. People are aging their pipe tobacco. They're putting it up. You yourself have kind of a Christmas tradition or have had in the past a Christmas tradition of kind of you know, aging pipe tobacco for, for a year I to open up on the holidays. Kind of where this is going. So yeah. here's my question. If I was to say put up a pipe tobacco, we're in the midst of a um, a year, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I, you know, like I, it seems a lot this year. I have said that the apocalypse is going to be a slow burn until it's not, uh, and it's <laughs> it's only a half joke. And I'm not trying to be to be more about anything because one of the things I, I remind uh, I was actually reminding my wife of this recently. She was kind of getting on to me for saying this. I was like, you know, apocalypse does not necessarily just mean death. It also means rebirth. There's an end of an age. Wow. There's a beginning of a new age. So the reality is that like whatever comes after this is going to be something different. Wow. So let's Mrs. say Mrs. York the Saint. How about that? So if if I was to say put up something in 2020. Okay. To like come back in twenty years, maybe. yeah, okay, okay, to, to bust open, to be like, I survived twenty twenty, not in a funny t shirt way, but I survived twenty twenty. I, I made it through, right? So, at what point have I waited too long to be able to enjoy it? You see what I'm saying? Like, let's just say that you put oh. something up for like like your kid, like, okay. all right, the kid's born this year, I'm putting up the pipe tobacco, okay. I want to give it to him when they get married, and they bust it open and it like turns to ash or something like that, like. When what is the like? What's the limit? What's the limit? Yeah. What What's the limit? What's the you know the the peak of the curve and yes. the, you know when you uh, the opportunity cost has has passed you by or whatever. I, you know, I, w- when people think about aging pipe tobacco and and the benefits, the rewards you get from doing that, people generally think of Virginias. That that's mm. what that's what folks mm. think of right. Virginia pipe tobaccos and aging. Um, the amount of sugar, uh, the you know uh, the little amoebas that happen to live on that particular leaf and 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 chew on them to make them delicious over time. Well, we're talking about fermentation. That's here. right. That's, That's what right. we're talking about is fermentation, and so you know that continues uh, on throughout the the years. You know when folks think about that. They tend to think about Virginia pipe tobaccos. There's no hard and fast rule here. Trust me, there's not. Sure. But but I have had, you know, let's say, you know, Virginia pipe tobaccos that have been aged six to eight or maybe ten years. Okay. And, and, And those Virginia tobaccos have been 
just like smoking candy. I mean, ju- just like Interesting. the 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 amount of flavor and huh. nuance and um, character that those particular tobaccos have have just been just been like candy. I mean, just just so freaking good. Right, right, right. <laughs> but once you get past that, once you get past that, let's say. 12, mm. 15, mm. you know, I, I, I've opened cans of 15, 20, even 25-year-old Virginia Leaf. Wow. And, you know, it. at some point you're just smoking soil. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. You, you know, Compost. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, they're, they're, you, you, literal, literally, you yeah. are. Literally, yeah, yeah, you yeah. are. I mean, you, you know, you reach a... You reach the uh, the the peak in which your returns for aging become less and less, and then it actually becomes kind of a negative thing. It's like, well, okay, right. we've made it so far, but you know, th- there is a peak for this kind of stuff. And uh, the the Cornell and Deal series that they came out with, I, I forget the name of it, but they've got several in the line uh, that are that are meant to be aged in their tobaccos. You know, and a lot of those will say, you know, look, you know, after ten or fifteen years, like. You need to smoke this. Yeah, stuff. yeah you know I mean, what like, I mean, like it, it, it's it's time to consume it. Like you know, once I you always think about rust and his like stockpile. Dude, <laughs> seriously, or, or you know, ru- yeah, rust or some of these guys, right. and they've got you know enough you know tobacco to make through the apocalypse. But well, that's great. But is it going to taste any? I know. Good? I know like, it's like, like at some point, it's like you got to call some people over, man, so you can knock that out. No, knock it out. And you what? got our numbers anyway. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. But you know, yeah, I mean, you know, at some point you have this these diminishing returns on on it. It becomes a compostable <laughs> substance um, that you need to uh, that you need to consume. So and about so, the ten year mark, you would say. Is well, I, that's not a hard and fast rule. Years. That's not a hard and fast okay. rule. None of that. But but I do think from personal experience, even the most ageable uh, tobaccos, you know, that that have. Uh, that are that are known to have the most character with time on them. Uh, you know, after after so many years, you know, eight, ten, twelve years, uh, you, you know, you're just you're just gonna experience. Um, you know, it, at some point, the tobacco almost turns into a Cavendish, where you're you're just tasting kind of sweet heat. You're you're just tasting a leaf that has a semi-sweet uh, characteristic, and it just doesn't have a lot of complexity because it's basically compost and 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 that's great but it's just not it doesn't have the the complexity the character you kind of you've missed the boat you, right. you've, you've missed it you've missed the peak so it sounds like then so for like you know if you think about special occasions or something of that nature it's probably not putting up some pipe tobacco when you know your your daughter is born to to give it to her on her wedding day or anything like that it's more of like after her high school graduation you put it up to give to her after she finishes Harvard Law, which she got on a full scholarship. I was about or or plumbing school, <laughs> or <laughs> Nina's pretty smart, man. I she mean, like, no, I, I, I'm just no, saying those jeans great. are fighting you, but I'm just saying no, you I'm married just saying, up. There's there's probably <laughs> that, that all that is true. <laughs> I will say also, it, you know, that there's probably plumbers that make a lot more than Harvard no, Law true. graduates. <laughs> uh, I will and tobacconists for that for that matter. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I think there is something to be said for. Uh, you know, look, this is the reality of it. If you put up tobacco like that, in some sense you're doing it for the aging property of the tobacco, but really 
it, the meaning of it is beyond that. That's exactly right. The, the yeah, meaning yeah. of it is beyond that. It's like, look, I, I'm, I'm putting this tobacco up to smoke with my child when they're 21 or whatever the legal age is now. You know, that's it, we're going to enjoy that at that date because that in itself is special. Okay. And, and, and I saved it from this date because this date is special. You know what I mean? So, yeah, you want it to taste good when you get there, but— at the same time, like it, it's it's more than that. That's right. So I, I, right. I don't know, but yeah, maybe maybe you put it back. You know, get you get you a tin of some really, uh, you know, delicious Virginia tobacco. Put it back. Um, you know, uh, maybe when they, um, I don't know, get confirmed in church or something like All that. Right. And Sounds then, good. And then you know, once they're confirmed, and then they you know get married or something, then you bust it open. I don't know. I don't know, man. Maybe this starts a new tradition, though. I mean, like twenty twenty. Uh, maybe it's worth like finding some pipe tobacco, putting it up so that I can enjoy it in 2030 and then like doing it for another decade. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like that might be something to that. That's all I'm saying. Hey, that episode is going to be awesome. I'll see you in 2030. Hey man, let's do it. <laughs> all right. Hey, if y'all got a pipe question for us, that was of course from me to JD, but that was, hey, a, that was a good question. Thank you. I thought yeah, so. That was a really good question. If y'all got one, be sure to send it to a show at country Again, that is show at country Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Quick fire with the squire. Quick fire with Joe! Ow! All right, man, so this is, like, fully on me. So I, I may, like, and my apologies to who I am assuming is Pastor Joda because it, okay. it's probably, because Pastor Joda, we all know this, he's the Jedi Master of Quick Fire Questions. Yeah, no. I'm pretty sure this thankful. is from him, but if it's not from him, it's from somebody else. My apologies. Uh, that is completely on me. This is the DIY edition okay. of uh, Quick Fire Questions. Do yourself. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right, you ready? Yep. All right, here we go. Oil change. No. No, not at all. I have no idea how to do that. No, I don't know how to do there's that. There's a tr- there's like a pan that you put under the car. <laughs> but I don't even know where the pan goes. <laughs> I don't even know, dude. I mean, you don't even know about the pan, do you? <laughs> I don't know. That's that's what you pay someone else to do. There's that's pro- right. there's professionals for that. You teach a man to fish. And then he pays somebody else to fish for you. <laughs> that's 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 the way to do it. You teach a man to fish, he sells the fish to go get an oil change. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Mowing the yard. Uh, I do that myself. Okay, so, you know, we moved to Houston. Yeah, yeah, okay. No, 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 no. This is where Bo says, this is where Bo says, I used to do that myself, but now I live in Houston. You haven't. So this is the thing. The pandemic hit, and you were, like, like you were supposed to come visit me by now. <laughs> like, I was. Like, I, like I, we were, I, I was. We were going to do this, and I was going to show you, and you were going to judge me for, like, the whole posh living situation that I'm currently yeah, in. Yeah, you you talked, one on one episode, you talk about a butler's pantry. It does have a butler's pantry. You have a butler's it's pantry. It's pretty awesome, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and <laughs> I don't even hot, know what that is. And a hot tub. But the thing is, <laughs> listen, listen, like, the thing is, we moved here, and, like, we are all ready you know like mm-hmm. when you're in a neighborhood but only like just barely yeah, you know sure. what i mean like we ain't we ain't you know like uncle phil's house is down the down the road right that ain't us like you know what i mean like we're, we're just yeah y- y- y'all are in like the memorial part of houston so the the bush compound is like around the corner it's, it's the and, it's and, the oil and gas like and, and y'all money. and y'all are like on the the part that's 
just just next to Katie Freeway by the Chevron. Listen, man, no, no, no. no. <laughs> like our neighborhood, you will roll in and you will judge me, and you are right to do so. As yeah, soon no, as that's roll. good. That's good. But here's the thing: we, more we, than usual. Like, so the people that lived there before had like lawn service, and a lot of people in this like neighborhood all have lawn service. So, and, and the Mississippian moves in, and you bring a billy goat. Well, I tried it for like two <laughs> seconds. I was look, well, I was down. I was like, this is nice. People just come in and like mow your lawn, and then my wife is like, yeah, you're gonna need to be mowing this lawn. Though. <laughs> and I was like, okay. I need so I, yes, no, I'll, I'll mow my own lawn. I, pr- I I do prefer it. I'm proud of you. But I will say, the first time that anybody ever mowed my lawn was actually a, a, a mutual friend of ours who has lawn service in uh, in um, uh, Bellhaven, and it was completely, oh, completely yeah. by accident. That mutual friend. At yeah. the time, uh, I, my brother lived right down the street from me. Okay. And the owner of the house that he was renting had them as their lawn provider. Okay. And Benton, my brother had to you know coordinate something, or I don't know the details. Point is... I'm sitting, I'm editing audio. I just hear out of nowhere and I roll out and it turns out like all of these people are out here mowing my lawn out of nowhere. <laughs> and like, I'm like, what is going on? I talked to the guy and he's like, wait, oh, this is where you live? It's a different York. Like, where does your brother live? I was like two doors <laughs> down. And he's like, oh. Well, I might as well finish up. I told him, I was like, look, if you just finish up right now, I'll pay you that for the half that you did. <laughs> I was like, you, fi- you finish this up, I'll pay you for this half. And so he did it for half and I found that day that you know that feeling you, you get. You paid him for half. You listen. He uh. wasn't supposed to even do it in the first place. <laughs> I, I I found that day uh. that feeling that you have after that satisfaction of like mowing your own yard. Yeah, sure. Feels just as good when somebody else does it. Such uh. just as good. But anyway, no, I do mow my own yard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, upgrade the RAM in your computer. No, I have a Yak. No. A Yak. Oh, RAM. Because RAM and Yak. Yeah, you that's, idiot. that's terrible. Yeah. No, that I don't. I don't. I don't have a computer. You can I even try do to that. be technical. Look, for Mississippi, I'm very technical, but okay, I don't, I don't go even ahead. know how to do that. Go ahead. Minor, minor plumbing. Uh, I've Toilet installed. I, yeah. Okay. I have installed a faucet before, and I've fixed things in the tank of the toilet. Yeah, the tank of the toilet is about the extent that I've got. As yeah, well. and yeah. I, I have installed a faucet, and I've done. Yeah, yeah. My, very minor. Yeah. Yeah. Any kind of major leaks, leaks, and no, I'm calling somebody knows what we're doing. Yeah, I'm out. Uh, growing fresh, fresh veggies. No. I'm a big fan of that. Yeah, I know you do that. Yeah, I, I know that's. A thing Remember you when do. we drunkenly went into my backyard and I showed you the tomatoes? Yeah, no, it was good. That, that was a fun. It was be- beautiful tomatoes. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, growing fresh veggies. That I uh, remember. <laughs> you don't remember that at all, do you? We were. <laughs> Go ahead. What's the next question? <laughs> uh, let's see. Build build a doghouse. No. You have opinions on this too, because you don't you don't like outdoor dogs. I don't. I don't like outdoor dogs. Right. I, th- I kind of. Penny's think... never had a doghouse. No. Yeah. Like she's she's with us. She's yeah. gonna be in the she's gonna be in the house. She's gonna be in the house. Yeah. She was there before Nina, and she'll be there. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, <laughs> wow. Uh, and then also cook a steak. What? How is that not DIY? Yeah, you got to cook your own steak. Absolutely. I mean, I, I mean, look, th- there are times you go out to the nice restaurant and have a steak cooked for you. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, there I mean, are. Sure, there absolutely. are. Like uh, you know, in our local area, local area, like I'm gonna go to. You know, walkers or something have a good steak occasionally. Walkers like that's good, that's yeah. gonna you know I'm gonna celebrate something by letting someone serve me in that way. But like I, you know, I it, but there are times you want to you want to cook your own. Yeah, no, I'm I'm a big fan of cooking my own. I I you know I just recently have been kind of exp- you know we're all at home and so we're cooking and, and doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah. Uh, and I used to be like a steak purist of you get like. You know when you know you don't you don't have steak every night, but when you do get a steak, you get the high quality. You do it right. Beef, right, exactly. 
And if you get high quality enough beef, you don't really need to do much than salt and pepper. You might you might kind of do kind of a dry age overnight or something of that nature. But the, you don't do like crazy sauces or anything like that. Just recently, I started messing around with like a one. Well, no, not a one, but like, <laughs> but like like Italian styles of prep and steak, where you take like Italian parsley and chili pepper and mint and like olive oil, yeah, like and all this stuff, and you kind of almost like you sear it and then you kind of smother it almost, okay, and then you cook it with that those fresh herbs on it, okay. Whoo, man, I'm about to make it for my parents tomorrow night. It's gonna be choice. Wow, yeah, it's uh, so good stuff. No, cook a steak, absolutely, it, absolutely do it yourself. DIY, DIY. Uh, great questions. Those are the quick fire questions. And I, I'm assuming from Pastor Joda, hey, if you got some uh, uh, questions for us, be sure to send those into the show. Show at CountrySquireRadio.com. Again, that is show at CountrySquireRadio.com. Your thoughts, your comments. Listener feedback. Listener feedback. All right, man, this is coming in from Nathan. Here's what Nathan has to say. Hey, Leaf Brothers, and more importantly, Christ Brothers. I really enjoy the show. Nice history discussion, and I really enjoy it. Not sure what that one was, but given the fact that you're the co-host of the show, I'm sure that it was amazing. <laughs> nice history discussions. Yeah, no, that's, I'm sure we just talked about history. I'm sure we point. did. <laughs> uh, in particular, I was listening to your discussion on esoterica. Ah. Ooh, that was a fun one. You brought up Smoker's Haven uh, from here in Columbus, which really stunned me. But it was great because you mentioned the contracts between the two and how esoterica, or contrast between the two, now, Esoterica used to produce the blends for the Haven stores. Yeah. Yeah, I remember this. And that makes a connection for me in my family history. My dad and my late grandfather used to smoke the Haven's blend called Owen's Blend. And this was back when it was con uh, contracted through Esoterica. So it was kind of like doing an Ancestry.com connection, except instead of family tree, it was tobacco plant. <laughs> Since I have found the components for the recipe... Oh, since I have found the components for the recipe, I have put together some blends for my dad and and I and I too tried with my siblings to see if I can create a match exact as it will be called Owen's Vague. Owen's Vague. Owen's Vague. So he's trying to harken back to the um yeah, the the blend. What, what did he call a blend now? Uh Owen, Owen, Owen's blend. Yeah, Owen's yeah. blend. Okay. Uh hopefully it will come out to to be somewhat familiar to the taste for my father outside of my little story here. I wanted to request a show topic for you, uh, and that would be Latakia blends. I recently, nope. like <laughs> like Lakeland blends. They, oh, okay. I thought you were shutting it down immediately. I was no. like, <laughs> like, well, hang on, that's no. content. <laughs> <laughs> Outside of my little story here, I wanted to request a show topic for you, and that would be Lakeland blends. <laughs> Lakeland blends. Jeez. <laughs> I recently came across Handsome Flake from S and G, and saw that. It had some Lakeland es essence in the blend. Uh, it was a vapor, which is always great for Vin Virginia Farique. Mm -hmm. uh, but it, it's definitely not a typical one. Uh, the very good. I can't quite pin what exactly is the quote unquote essence. And do all S and G blends have it? So like Squadron mm, Leader, same and guy with. Yep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, skiff mixture, or is it an essence that is added? like a casing or mm -hmm. topping to a certain group of their blends. Anyway, I really enjoyed the show. It's nice to sit down and listen to with a bowl of my own while in prepping, prepping for sermons or studying uh, presentations for church and put to rest the craziness of the world uh, to the side and relax with some remote brothers in the Lord whom I pray one day to meet online or in person. Grace to you and peace, Nathan. 
Uh, Nathan, Pastor Nathan, apparently. How's yeah, apparently Pastor Nathan. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. We got Pastor Joan and Pastor Nathan. We got so yeah. many pastors the, in the, the, the right, show. The right reverend, yeah. <laughs> No, that that's great, uh, man. So so glad you, uh, man, emailed in, and yeah, we should we should do, uh, we should do an episode at some point on uh, soap flavored uh, tobacco. Come on, man, why are you gonna do that? Because it's a Lakeland blend. Oh wow! And it okay. tastes like I bought it in <laughs> Bath and Body Works. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, we we have a lot of folks that really enjoy Lakeland blends, and. Uh, they have a very important part in the uh, pipe tobacco world, and so we should we should talk about that. Yeah, no, that's a good it's a good recommendation. And the part of me wonders if we have. Well, you know, the great thing is after seven years of doing the show, maybe we have. We probably have. We'll I, need to go I actually, back. And take I actually don't think we have. But no, yeah, we'll, so. we'll 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 take a look. It seems like you would have fought that topic. <laughs> based yeah, on the I, you know, here. I just I don't care for Lakeland tobaccos. It's it's one of those things that over the years I've just kind of grown. In this distaste for it, but um, is it because the shop is on Lakeland Drive? No. Okay, I just I'm curious. No. Although that it does it, it is an interesting uh, coincidence, <laughs> but but now yeah, no, I, I just don't I don't care for uh, for uh, Lakeland style tobaccos, and uh, yeah, I, I, but I, I I do think you know obviously the the story behind that is interesting. You know the the production of those particular leaves are um, are interesting, and so yeah, we we probably ought to unpack that at some point. I wonder if it would behoove us to find somebody who is more of a fan of Lakeland Tobaccos to speak on that. To actually, like, be the devil's advocate in, in favor of, <laughs> I'm the devil, I'm the devil. <laughs> uh, this is, but, hey, great, great, uh, great email, uh, Nathan. Thank yeah, you so much. We question. really appreciate that. Yep. Hey, if you love uh, uh, the show and want to send us some listener feedback, we'd love to get that from you as well. You can email the show, show at countrysquareradio.com. Again, that is show at countrysquareradio.com. You know, I haven't mentioned it in a while, and I don't know why. You should uh, uh, head over to iTunes and write us a review. Uh, it is a great way to support the show. It doesn't cost you a dime to do it, and we love giving, get, uh, getting a chance to read those. I think part of it is that we've been getting so many emails in. I think a lot of folks are, you know, have the time to sit down and, and write emails, and uh, we love getting those in. Obviously, this one's yeah. a little bit longer than the ones that normally make it into our listener feedback, but you know what? I, I'll just add this little quick antidote, antidote here at the end if I can. I was talking to a good friend of mine. We were on a Zoom call together, and this is a, a, a good friend that uh, we stay in contact a lot, but we don't get a chance to be either on the phone or on Zoom together very much. Mm. And we were both mm. – we, we got done with business. We were talking about business. And then, like, we stayed on the phone for, like, 35 minutes afterwards just catching up. And he was sharing with me, you know, it's interesting. I was at church. I was talking to somebody that I don't even know all that well, but I kept on the conversation going – even though I had to go, but just because I missed talking to people, <laughs> you know what I mean? Wow. There's like there's like this this longing to be in conversation with connectedness. Folks. Yeah, yeah. And, interesting. And so I wanted to, even though this is a little bit longer, I wanted to kind of include it. Um, and so Nathan, uh, always glad to uh, to get yours and anybody else's feedback that want to send in the show. That being said, writing a quick iTunes review goes a long way to help out the show. So head over to iTunes, write us a review. Yeah. Uh, and then of course you can keep up up with us in many ways. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at the Real Bo York. I'm at John David Cole, or you can get us at the shop at at underscore Country Squire. Of course, the show's handle is at Squire Radio, but all that information and more can be found at CountrySquireRadio.com. .com. <laughs> <laughs> man, it is always a pleasure. I had fun, man. It's good talking about amber stems. Amber and, stems. Oh, uh, man, all these interesting pipe, uh, you know, making materials and the story behind them and uh, why we may or may not use them anymore. You know, I, I feel like I made a welcome to Jurassic Pipe joke like a couple of episodes back, and so I couldn't like pull that off. But I'm glad you said unicorn on that other episode so that I could pull from that and tell the story of how, in fact, I was temporarily in That's an fair. Irish folk parody comedy band. 
And that's a real thing. That's a real thing. Let's go have a night. Let's go have a night. <laughs> See you, brother. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.